0: is the
1: main event.
0: What you gonna do?
1: If you're some man, Best there is, best there was, best there ever will be! Woo! Yeah! yeah. yeah. I am the game!
0: Kostoko said so. Oh my god! What I'd like to have right
1: now! Rest in peace water To be the man, you gotta beat the man! Are you Ready? Everyone has a price. Yeah. I come here to fight. And innovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer.
2: Introducing your old school Pro Wrestling Nostalgia podcast. Beyond the Bell. My beloved old-school fanatics to the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast, Beyond the Bell. Exclusively here on the SNS Radio Network for only $9.99. No, no, I'm sorry. We're free here live on SNSRadioNetwork.com, and I'm proud to bring you all things nostalgia and retro in wrestling. Tonight, we continue on with our SummerSlam Month here on BTB as tonight... We listen, we go back in time to part two of the feuds of SummerSlam, the best of the Summer Sizzler. Last week on our previous edition, we took you back through the annals of time to cover SummerSlam from its inception from 1988 through 2002. And now we'll take you through the next. Decade Up to 2013 and the feuds of SummerSlam, the historic matches and superstars of the August pay-per-view event. One quick note before we go back in time to relive the past SummerSlam's and the greatest feuds, the official shop zone. Yeah, I'm going back in time, right? The official merchandise store for the SNS Radio Network is underway. It's Zazzle.com slash SNS Radio Network. We'll have more links and information on the website network.com, as well as my sites, BTBCast.com and RingAnnouncing.com. We're slowly adding more merchandise on there, and you'll be able to hopefully purchase all shirts, t-shirts, mugs, posters. I sound like Colt Cabana. T-shirts, buttons, post, post. It yeah, will. Hey guys, you'll be able to purchase all this merchandise at zazzle.com forward slash SNS Radio Network. And hopefully all the shows will have their merchandise represented on the site. Can't wait to bust out my Elite Force podcast gear or what about Unplugged, original and conspiracy theory editions. I'm trying to think of some cool ideas for some BTB shirts that will take you back in time to go retro. So we have now two avenues to go for merchandise here on Beyond the Bell. That's BarbershopWindow.com, one of our sponsors, as well now as Zazzle.com forward slash SNS Radio Network. So after this quick break, as we... Say a little thank you to our sponsors of the SNS Radio Network. We're going to take you back in time to relive the greatest feuds of SummerSlam over the past decade.
0: a fan of wrestling shoot dvds wrestling action figures wrestling memorabilia the sns radio network is an affiliate of highspots.com so when you go to the sns radio network site click on the high spots banner on the main page and it takes you directly to HighSpots. now i'm not saying you need to buy something from highspots.com but if you do you're helping to support the sns radio network by going through HighSpots on the link on the sns radio network page and every purchase is Gives a kickback to the SNS Radio Network, helping us keep all the programming here free for you.
1: Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA, and you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real.
2: Let's kick off part two of the best of SummerSlam as we look back at 2003. Last edition, we ended off on our last edition. We wrapped it up with a main event championship match between The Rock versus Brock Lesnar that pitted the next big thing, winning the undisputed WWE World Heavyweight Championship Brock was WWE Champion. Now we fast forward one year later, 2003. Brock once again in the main event and once again the challenger, this time taking on the Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle, who is then WWE Champion. In a rematch from a prior pay-per-view, the two former amateur wrestlers squared off following some deception by Lesnar and Vince McMahon, which led to a beatdown of the Olympic gold medalist. We'll be discussing this on This Date in History this month on Unplugged. A great match between the two that involved Brock Lesnar turning heel and deceiving his friend Kurt Angle to join up with the devil himself. Mr. McMahon. This mega main event featured Lesnar attempting twice to lift Angle up onto his F5. During the second attempt, however, Angle countered the throw into another ankle lock, which forced Lesnar to tap out. As a result, Angle retained the WWE Championship, proving that just as much Brock can win the title, he can also lose in the main event of SummerSlam. Speaking of the Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle, we fast forward to 2004, a great matchup pitting Kurt Angle versus Latino Heat Eddie Guerrero, a feud that had built up actively over the six months prior, including a match at WrestleMania. This was the culmination of their feud, which included Angle disguising himself in the weeks prior as El Gran Luchador, in preparation for this encounter. This feud first started at WrestleMania 20, like I just mentioned, when Guerrero defeated Angle to successfully retain the WWE Championship. Eddie lost the title to JBL John Bradshaw Layfield in June of that year when Angle, then SmackDown General Manager, screwed Guerrero and declared JBL the winner. Three weeks later, on the July 15th episode of SmackDown, JBL defeated Guerrero in a steel cage match to retain the title putting the nail in the coffin. Towards the end of the match, El Gran Luchador, like I just mentioned, who was Kurt Angle, interfered, giving JBL enough time to escape the cage and win the match. After the match ended, Guerrero attacked Luchador and pulled off the mask, of course, to reveal the Kurt Angle Olympic gold medalist, revealing to be Kurt Angle. On the following episode of SmackDown, Vince McMahon scheduled a match between Angle and Guerrero for that year's SummerSlam, a great match between the two. Angle gained control over Guerrero early on in the match, and then mid-match, the referee was knocked out, and as a result, Eddie took his boot off and used it to hit both Angle and Luther Reigns, his partner, his bodyguard, you could say at the time, who was at ringside with Angle, and tried to get involved in the matchup. Then this match concluded when Angle was able to counter a frog splash and performed an ankle lock on Guerrero, with Angle winning the matchup via submission after, after Latino Heat had tapped out. This SummerSlam was historic in a sense as we witnessed the third match between John Cena and Booker T in their best of five series for the United States Championship. Cena and Booker would compete in up to five matches where the first person to win three of the matches would become the new United States Champion. The Eddie Guer- the Eddie Guerrero Kurt Angle matchup was the secondary storyline you could say on the SmackDown side and the main event of SummerSlam that year. Randy Orton versus world heavyweight champion Chris Benoit this night we all witnessed Randy Orton become the youngest world heavyweight champion in WWE history as he defeated the rabbit Wolverine Chris Benoit this was a huge moment in sports entertainment history as Randy Orton was hoisted up on top of Batista's shoulders, a part of Evolution. Something was in the air, though, as the next night on Raw, Randy Orton defeated Chris Benoit in a rematch to retain the championship. And then after the match, Evolution and his colleagues, Batista, Ric Flair, and Triple H, threw Orton a mock celebration, only to reveal that they were not pleased with their new victory. While Batista had Orton propped up on his shoulders, Triple H gave him a a gladiator-esque thumbs up, but abruptly changed it to a thumbs down. He then told Batista to drop Orton straight on the mat, electric chair style. This storyline culminated with Triple H telling Orton to give him the title or pay the price. This resulted in a heated feud between Orton and his Former mentor, Triple H. We move ahead to 2005, another great year in SummerSlam history. We'll start off talking about the classic ladder match between Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. Does a feud get any more personal than basing it around the custody of one of the participants' sons? Eddie was claiming to be the father of mysterious son, Dominic, and they then decided to settle the custody dispute in a ladder match, of course. Why not put the child's custody up in a ladder match? A great rivalry, great promo work, the Um Your Poppy storyline from Eddie. One of his last great feuds before his untimely passing, a great matchup who will... No one will ever forget the botched spot, you could say, of Vicky coming down a little bit late with Eddie flipping out, cursing. Where's Vicky? Where's Vicky? Damn it, where's Vicky? In the end, Rey Mysterio finally winning sole custody of his son Dominic, a classic match between two best friends, and we'll certainly miss the late, great Eddie Guerrero. Also on the card, Kurt Angle, also on the card for the WWE Championship. John Cena took on Chris Jericho. In the build-up to this feud, Jericho hit Cena with a steel chair on one show and a television camera two weeks prior. Soon after this match, Jericho was forced to leave the WWE due to his inability to beat Cena. This is when Eric Bischoff fired quote-unquote Jericho from WWE. This was technically his first departure from the company This was technically his first departure from the company as he decided to focus on his music career with Fozzy. Jericho would return in the future via the Save Us promos, and this would be the pattern for Jericho over the next half decade or so, leaving and returning to the company. The main event of SummerSlam in 2005 pitted the great confrontation between the immortal Hulk Hogan and the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels. By the very nature of their respective statures, this match was huge. But the build-up to the match showed that this wasn't a contest based on mutual respect. I was there in person in the garden watching Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan posed together, it was electric. But something we felt as if, what if Shawn Michaels gave sweet chin music to Hogan? What would happen? And so it did, a short time later, in in which we witnessed Shawn Michaels for just a second, a moment in time, turning back to his old heel HBK character. It was kind of cool. We were used to the the born-again Christian, family-friendly Shawn Michaels Now, a little glimpse of that heel, HBK, was back in the mix. Great promo work between the two, as you wanted to see who was the better superstar. Who was the better entertainer? No one will forget the classic Larry King segment featuring Hulk Hogan. Or should we say the heartbreakster, Shawn Michaels pretending, dressing up like Hulk Hogan, doing the brother, 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 brother great rivalry great buildup between the two leading up to the main event match the match was okay some say it's a solid entertaining performance between the two some will say it's just Shawn michaels overselling as he did quite a bit that big boot he flip flop and fly all over the ring punches which which we saw Shawn michaels be thrown all across the arena some would say it's believable because he is much smaller than the Hulkster and of course some others would say it was a complete debauchery and blatant disrespect shown to the Hulkster. Nevertheless Hulk Hogan gave him the big boot and leg drop and won the main event matchup in which Shawn Michaels extended his hand and said I just needed to see I needed to know. This was supposed to be a best out of three series. It was supposed to continue on with Shawn Michaels winning leading into the rubber match. Who knows what it ended up winning that? Maybe the Hulkster. Quite possibly the Hulkster. But this would be the one and only confrontation between Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan in the 2005 edition of SummerSlam. We move forward to 2006. Speaking of the Hulkster, Hulk Hogan returned to Summerslam, this time to face Randy Orton a year later. The third match of the card was between Hulk Hogan and Randy Orton, the Legend Killer. Orton took the advantage in the match as he focused on Hogan's injured knee. The match saw Orton perform an RKO onto the Hulkster, but as Orton went for the pin, Hogan had his feet on the ropes. The referee did not see his feet and originally gave Orton the victory. Later, the referee saw that Hogan's feet were still on the ropes and restarted the match. Hogan won the contest when he performed his signature leg drop on Orton for a pinfall victory. This was fitting for the Legend Killer storyline. At this time, Orton was really pushing his domination over legends, defeating anyone who steps in his way, and Hogan was his next target. A great match between the two. Very underrated match. And this was shown on his Hogan Knows Best reality series. As at this point in his career, his family and friends were worried about his health inside the ring. And this was eight years ago. Amazing. Great match between the two that saw the Hulkster winning once again at SummerSlam. We also saw the WWE Championship on the line between Edge versus John Cena. Does it get more personal than Edge doing or going to Cena's house and slapping his father? How about Cena attacking Edge in his hotel room? Great match, great rivalry between the two that culminated on one of the peaks and valleys happened at SummerSlam. But it was the matchup between Mick Foley and Ric Flair, in my opinion, that makes SummerSlam this year in 2006. Well remembered, an i quit match that was fueled by their respective comments in each each of their autobiographies. With Flair, with Foley throwing the first punch, and Flair countering years later. Foley questioned Flair's booking abilities in WCW, and Flair labeled Foley a glorified stuntman. In the beginning, Foley used his hand puppet. The ring was surrounded by many of his hardcore objects, including Foley's signature bag of thumbtacks. Mr. Sokka was ready to take on the Nature Boy. Flair was thrown into the object several times as he managed to hit Foley with a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. When Foley got up, Flair charged him over the top rope onto a trash can. Foley was unconscious until Molina, Foley's friend, came with officials to check on him. Foley was unable to continue, so the referee rang the bell, giving Flair the victory. Flair continued the assault, and Melina saved Foley. As Flair was ready to hit Melina with the bat, Foley quit the match and gave Flair the victory. He took his love for Melina, as a friend you could say, and sacrificed the matchup to save her. A great storytelling matchup a decent ending considering two legends, but it was the build-up, the anticipation for this match from real-life animosity bringing it into the ring. A great hardcore match between these two legends. Ric Flair in a hardcore match taking on the hardcore legend Mick Foley. Could you ask for anything more? I think not. Then in 2007, we witnessed the returning MVP to take on Matt Hardy. In 2007, we witnessed a heater rivalry, and a bunch of returns. MVP versus Matt Hardy, what a great feud between the two, from drinking contests, eating contests, boxing matchups. On Saturday night's main event, which returned to NBC that year, these two battled it out, including this year's SummerSlam in 2007. This specific event also involved the returns of Triple H, Rey Mysterio, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. The Rattlesnake brought down the house with a surprise visit. At the behest of Matt Hardy, the Texas Rattlesnake sauntered down the entrance ramp to take on MVP in a beer drinking contest. As expected, the United States champion could not hold a can to the legendary beer guzzler. The rattlesnake then proceeded to drop the cocky pretender with a stone cold stunner this event also marked triple h returning like i mentioned after his second major quad injury the king of kings returned successfully at that year's summerslam in 2008 we witnessed the undertaker take on edge in a hell in a cell match edge's path to salvation ended at SummerSlam in 2008 when The Undertaker returned and sent the Rated-R Superstar straight to hell after a destructive and demonic Hell in a Cell match. Also that year, we witnessed Batista take on John Cena, Two of the most dominant WWE superstars of the past decade, Batista and John Cena, weaved very parallel careers and their career paths that ultimately intersected at SummerSlam that year. It was the eagerly anticipated, one of the most eagerly anticipated and without a doubt one-on-one confrontations that ended with the animal roaring in victory in surprising fashion. 2009 was another interesting year in SummerSlam history. The World Heavyweight Championship was contested in a TLC match, pitting Jeff Hardy versus CM Punk. When one competitor calls out another for having a long standing drug problem, that's personal, of course. There's a reason this was contested with tables, ladders, and chairs. And that was due to the heated rivalry between Jeff Hardy and CM Punk. At this point, this was the transition to exit Hardy from the WWE, a heated rivalry. As Hardy's contract was ending, CM Punk boasted that it was him himself that gave the boot to the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy tlc style in his very own match this really set cm punk apart from the other up and comers at the time in the company a great match a great feud and great promo work not just from cm punk but from jeff hardy as well the fact that the show ended with this match said it all the culmination of the match was when Punk ultimately punching the champion off the ladder before grabbing the title to the victory, taking the title from Jeff Hardy and becoming the new World Heavyweight Champion. But as he was celebrating, the lights briefly went out only for The Undertaker to appear and choke slam CM Punk in shocking fashion. It should be noted that one of the other matches that year was D-Generation X, Triple H for Sean. D-Generation X, Shawn Michaels and Triple H teaming up once again, reforming DX in 2009, this time to take on The Legacy, comprised of Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase. If Triple H and Shawn Michaels are teaming up on pay-per-view, it's for good reason. This time around, it was to quiet the guys who were claiming to be the next-generation stars to put away their past, their prime buddies, or foes at this time. As CM Punk started to catapult from 2009 into 2010, we witnessed the Big Show taking on the Straight Edge Society. They tried every combination of having CM Punk and crew take on Big Show, and it culminated with Big Show fighting the trio in a handicap match from CM Punk getting his head shaved, wearing a mask, The Straight Edge Superstar created the Straight Edge Society having the Messiah-like character in a sense looking like Jesus with the long hair, the big beard, that the religious-style promo work he did. It was a great group, a great stable, and a great rivalry that had its culmination at SummerSlam. Great promo work from CM Punk and the Straight Edge Society. But in 2010, what most people may remember... About that year, SummerSlam was the main event matchup between Team WWE and Team Nexus. Seven on seven, the WWE put together a team in the hopes of quieting the rebellion from the young competitors coming up from NXT that year. The winner was Wade Barrett, but, but instead of the future Bad News competitor coming in, he brought in the entire roster from NXT that year. There were eight, but we're down to seven as Daniel Bryan was fired due to their takeover incident that year, choking Justin Roberts. It was a heated rivalry, a great feud between two glorified stables, Team WWE and Team Nexus. But Nexus surprised everybody by debuting altogether. On an episode of Monday Night Raw, taking over the entire set. The arena basically basically was taken over by the the young up-and-comers, led by Wee Barrett, ripping up the ring, the apron, destroying the announce table, choking out announcers, and destroying John Cena. Not only John Cena, but the chairman himself, Mr. McMahon. And this all culminated at SummerSlam. 2010 was also the year in which we witnessed Brett the Hitman Hart return to the company and he wound up being on Team WWE's side to take on the new competitors. But Team WWE was short one man and they wound up bringing back Daniel Bryan to join Team WWE against Team Nexus in storyline since they booted him out of the group. A great main event match between the two groups that I think you, you could have done more with the Nexus group if done differently as the storyline unfolded, but no one will forget Team WWE versus Team Nexus and the return of the now Yes Man Daniel Bryan. In 2011, the main feud heading into SummerSlam from the SmackDown brand was between Christian and Randy Orton. This was over Christian's World Heavyweight Championship. And the main event from the Raw brand for SummerSlam would pit John Cena against the straight-edge superstar CM Punk. The storyline into this match was that both were vying for the right of being called the undisputed WWE Champion. In the weeks leading up to the Money in the Bank pay-per-view in July on Raw, Punk announced the ex- expiration of his WWE contract on the night of July 17th during his infamous shoot promo that year on that night on Raw that made him that very episode of Raw that made him the superstar he became over the next two years that one promo set him up as a legitimate permanent main eventer in the company He lambasted WWE for failing to promote him as the best wrestler in the world. He threatened some high-authority figures, even Vince McMahon, Triple H, and Stephanie. At Money in the Bank, Punk pinned Cena to win the title, basically in storyline, taking it away with him as he hadn't signed a contract. In reality, he signed halfway through the pay-per-view back with the company. So Punk took it everywhere with him at Comic-Con, at independent shows. In storyline, CM Punk was a rogue wrestler with the WWE title. Since there was no champion, they held a tournament on Raw to declare a new WWE champion, in which Rey Mysterio won the title, but soon found John Cena recapturing the gold. And this would lead to SummerSlam, title versus title, for the undisputed WWE Championship. Triple H announced he would be the special guest referee for this main event match. And in the end, we witnessed CM Punk defeating the Doctor of Thugonomics, John Cena, to become the undisputed WWE Champion, only for, for Alberto Del Rio to come in and cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase and defeat CM Punk to become the brand new WWE Champion a surprising cash-in in the main event of SummerSlam that would be the theme for the next couple years to come. In 2012, Dolph Ziggler versus Chris Jericho was an was a great great rivalry, an underrated rivalry, along the lines of the Hitman versus Mr. Perfect, that mid-card rivalry that wasn't featured prominently, but had stellar matches though it started with both men as heels they played up the arrogance of both competitors and somehow managed to turn jericho into a face in the process in a feud that has spanned two months at that point but it involves ziggler referencing things that have happened over the course of the past eight months jericho's rib injury came into play when it cost him too much time to cover Dolph after hitting him with a Frankensteiner off the top rope. Dolph was very close to victory after catching Chris with his knees and when he tried for the lion salt and then hit the zigzag. Chris hit Ziggler with the code breaker but the momentum from the move knocked him out of the ring. When he got back into the ring, Chris made Dolph tap out via the walls of Jericho. A great match. A very underrated match, so go back and take a look at this great mid-card rivalry between Ziggler and Jericho. But it was one of the feature matches of SummerSlam that year that stole the show. Triple H versus Brock Lesnar, the main event, a no disqualification match. The former UFC heavyweight champion broke Triple H's arm, questioned his parenting abilities, and even brutally attacked the man who was in his corner at SummerSlam that year, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Brock Lesnar broke the arm of Triple H as well, which would lead up to a rivalry that would extend to WrestleMania that year or the following year. Should I say, or within the year of the WWE schedule or the WWE season that we know. But in 2012 was the first matchup between Triple H versus Brock Lesnar. In the end, Brock Lesnar defeated the game, and at the end of SummerSlam, Triple H stood in the ring questioning if he should even continue as an active in ring performer. But they would go on for a best two out of three, resulting in Triple H winning at WrestleMania. Then Brock winning the third and final rubber match. Speaking of Brock Lesnar, the following year we witnessed the best versus the beast. All surrounding Paul Heyman as CM Punk had his historic year, breaking records, becoming one of the longest reigning WWE champions in history, accompanied by Paul Heyman. And in turn, as champion, turning from babyface to heel. Amazing. Very historic moments in that title reign for CM Punk. Paul Heyman was the mastermind, so to speak, behind Punk's reign. And as it ended, so did the relationship of Punk and Heyman. With The Rock becoming WWE Champion, CM Punk was looking for some direction. And this time, Heyman dropped Punk, who was responsible. Some would say Punk dropped Heyman. Heyman will tell you Heyman dropped Punk. But in turn, Heyman went back. To his number one line item, his top real estate, his top client, Brock Lesnar, in which the best took on the beast at SummerSlam. And just like the previous year, Brock Lesnar would reign supreme, defeating the supposed best in the world. And the previous next big thing, the now beast, was the beast of SummerSlam last year in 2013. But what was most historic from last year's SummerSlam in 2013 was the main event matchup between Daniel Bryan versus John Cena. The Yes movement going in full effect leading up to that year's big event. How they got there was not the best of storylines, with John Cena just picking Daniel Bryan instead of him earning it. But the fans were behind Daniel Bryan. Great promo work between the two leading up to a great Almost four and a half star, five star match between the two. A great matchup for the WWE title. Triple H, the special guest referee, once again in a SummerSlam main event, just like two years prior. Except this time, he would play a major factor not during the match, but at the end. Two years ago, repeated as well as surprisingly, Daniel Bryan defeated John Cena to become the WWE champion. And that was only until Triple H pedigree Daniel Bryan in the middle of the ring, which led to Randy Orton cashing in his Money in the Bank briefcase and taking away Daniel Bryan's WWE championship, breaking the hearts of the fans in the Staples Center in Los Angeles, California. No one will forever, no one will ever forget that main event in 2013. Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
0: Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson. And I want to take a moment to let you guys know that personally, I appreciate the support that we've had here on the SNS Radio Network over the years. And I'm here to tell you about a new way that you can help us out and show your support for the SNS Radio Network. We now have a way for you to donate to the SNS Radio Network. If you go to the SNSRadioNetwork.com main page, scroll down, There is now a donate button on the page. Now, I'm not saying you have to donate to us. Your donation is very appreciated as we do a lot of hard work on the SNS Radio Network. Spend a lot of our time and our own money to make sure that you guys have uh, entertaining podcasts and live shows on the SNS Radio Network. So to those who have donated so far, on behalf of the SNS Radio Network, we appreciate you and your continued support. And for those that will donate in the future, again, we thank you for your support of the SNS Radio Network. www.snsradionetwork.com providing you with free podcasts since 2010.
1: Unluck C T. You want answers, I think I'm a title. You've got answers. The truth. You can't handle the truth.
0: On the SNS Radio Network. Check out the podcast that deals with conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unknown. Check out Unplugged CT with Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson, and Bronxzilla. You have questions, we have answers. Keep an open mind, because the truth is out there
1: the truth
0: shall set you free
1: hey there listeners of the sns radio network mind wipe here from the Force podcast reminding you that when there is no live show or podcast airing, there is our wonderful little jukebox feature we have on the SNS live page. Simply go to the website, pick a track you want to listen to, and then wait for it to come up it's just like being in a bar and having a jukebox except you don't have to pay for it additionally don't forget you can tune in to all the great shows on the sns radio network live including all the live shows and podcasts via TuneIn, the world's radio and stitcher smart radio just go to either of those download them to your mobile app or tablet and search for sns there you go folks how much simpler could it be A jukebox, live shows, podcasts, mobile access, everything you could ever want, right here on the SMS Radio Network.
2: school fans? Miss the Attitude Era? Miss the Texas Rattlesnake? Well, Beyond the Bell is here to cover your needs host Sean Beckerman presents the Stone Cold Chronicles the history and career of the legendary Hall of Famer Stone Cold Steve Austin relive Stone Cold's historic career chronologically from his early days through WCW into the World Wrestling Federation the ringmaster to the Attitude Era as Stone Cold was born leading to his legendary status and the Hall of Fame so get ready to stop a mud hole and walk it dry on the Stone Cold Chronicles exclusively on the SNS Radio Network. Give me a hell yeah!
1: I'm a nice man!
2: Yeah! Hey, this is Badass Billy Gunn, and you're listening to on
1: SNS Radio Network. Now, of course, if you're not down with that, i still got two words for you.
2: Summer Sizzlers, that wraps up another old school edition of Beyond the Bell, your pro wrestling nostalgia podcast here on the SNS radio network. We archived the best feuds of SummerSlam. Go back in time in preparation for the biggest event and go through the annals, the archives of BTB and re-listen to our best of and history of SummerSlam editions from previous years of BTB. Over the past two years, we've archived and documented SummerSlam at great lengths. And I believe we will be running some of those SummerSlam specials this weekend leading up to Showdown and SummerSlam. So you can all listen to... All of the archive content at SNSRadioNetwork.com. SummerSlam theme for SummerSlam month. Remember, you can listen to not just SummerSlam theme shows, but all of the archive of Beyond the Bell at the official website for BTB at BTBCast.com, at BTBCast on Twitter, as well as RingAnnouncing.com, my official website, and it's archived as well, of course, at SNSRadioNetwork.com. Leave your thoughts and memories on the official hotline for Beyond the Bell via btbcast.com. Send your voicemails over to us or shoot us an email at at btbcast.com. What I've been getting recently, the most popular type of email I've been receiving, have been questions from you fans asking what it was like during certain era or specific facts or what it was like to be in person at certain shows. Or beginning personal questions about my experiences re announcing on the independent circuit. So please feel free to keep sending those in as I love answering them. I love building the fan base as Beyond the Bell is growing and growing. I'm so excited about that. So, fans, that wraps up another edition. We'll take it home courtesy of the brand new sponsor for BTB. We're, we're going to call it the E, the Enumson.com. The best place to go back and listen to all retro and current theme music of WWE, TNA, WCW, superstars, and divas. Want to create a custom superstar on WWE 2K14 or hopefully on WWE 2K15 coming up in just two short months. I'm so stoked. By the way, I saw some gameplay footage of it that leaked it looks unreal. Well, I think we'll talk about more about this coming up next week as the roster reveal is coming this weekend. And we'll talk about the game, the in-game footage that was leaked this past week. We'll talk more extensively about it next week on Beyond the Bell. But, oh, my goodness. It looked like you were watching Raw. Unreal. The referees inside the ring. Back again. And it looks like you're watching the USA Network or whatever network you watch it on worldwide. It looks crazy. I'm so excited. October 28th here in the U.S. cannot come quick enough. But if you want to create a custom superstar, all reverb themes, reverberized. Yes, my word. If you want to put those themes into the game, download them at theenumson.com. We have links on btbcast.com. Great place for high-quality entrance themes. So courtesy of the E, the music E, here on BTB, we'll take you back in time for our old-school theme of the week. This is one of the sounds of SummerSlam. In 2004, the theme song for SummerSlam was Summertime Blues, a remake of a classic song, this time... Redone, remastered by Rush. So let's take it home with 2004's theme for SummerSlam, Summertime Blues, here on Beyond the Bell. This is your personal ring announcer, Sean Beckerman, signing off. Stay sizzling, my friends.